But y'all don't say that. Welcome back to the Couch Talks podcast. We're two weeks away from the NBA season starting up. Ari, we getting excited? I'm amped up, ready to go. Sunshine is out. Players are playing. Fans are watching. I'm ready to go. I mean, it's we've struggled for a couple months as a sports fan. We have MLB next week, NBA the week after. I mean, this is all you could ask for. I, I think this is as good as the NCAA tournament in terms of sports all day, every day. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have everything. And then you got the NHL coming back on August 1st for hockey fans. Um, it really is like everything we've been asking for for the past couple of months is finally happening. Um, we we deserve really this. Exciting. Yeah, we, we've, we've worked hard for this moment. Um, we've earned it, and I'm, I'm excited about it. So the players are in Orlando. They've been there for a couple of days. We're seeing videos come out on Twitter, come out on Instagram. There's two sides, you know, two – Two sides of this of this question. There's the pessimist, the optimist. Where do you stand on if the season's going to finish? I mean, anyone who knows me knows uh, I'm a strong believer in blind hope. Um, I've had blind hope that this season is going to get done for uh, since the beginning of this thing. Um, so I do think it's going to happen. I think the NBA has put in way too much time, effort, and money for this not to work out. Um, Obviously, a major spread of COVID between the players can uh, can stop it, but I think it's going to finish. I'm confident. What about you? I, for, from everything I've seen, it looks like the NBA has done a great job in terms of testing, keeping people safe. Um, and guys, I mean, it looks like summer camp right now. I want to be in the bubble. Yeah. I, I don't think – I mean, they're having fun. They're fishing. They're going golfing. I think cornhole. Yeah, it I looks great. It. I mean, you see everyone, they're coming in with their Xboxes. Um, you Sam see these Instagram Instagram out. live videos. Listen, maybe the food isn't great. Maybe the living situation isn't what a lot of these guys are accustomed to. But in some weird way, it's kind of like this basketball utopia, you know, where like a, a seven-year-old kid could like draw up this perfect situation where all these players are in the bubble together, playing basketball as friends. It's kind of awesome in a way. I mean, what's funny to me is these guys have worked – I mean, if you think about – from when they're little to going to college, I mean, high school through college into the NBA, they really just don't have that much time to be kids, right? Their whole their whole life is kind of focused on being a professional, and they've ne probably never experienced camp. So we yeah. could we could tell them a little bit about this camp yeah. experience. Now they, you know, I mean, listen. Obviously, when you put it within the context of what's actually going on, it is it is far from a utopia. But uh, when you look at it in a vacuum, it's not, not the worst thing in the world. Obviously, they're all away from their families and whatnot, which is tough and could be for up to three months. But, uh, you know, besides that, it looks pretty awesome. Yeah, and I mean, I think going back to, to the will it finish or not, um, you know, I think that the, the, uh, the pessimists will say after a few cases, players will want to drop out. And I understand that argument, but at the same time, I think, like you said, there's a lot of money invested in this. Um, everyone seems to be all in. The players seem to understand um, what's at stake. They understand how to stay safe in a time like this. Um, and I think there's already been a couple cases that have come out. We don't know who they are, but I think they'll handle it. They'll take it in stride and they'll just treat it like an injury. 
Yeah, and I think that, you know, a few weeks ago we did a podcast and, and I, was, uh, I was that asshole questioning why the plan is, is so long-winded and why it's not happening for so long. And, you know, clearly they delayed the start because they wanted to get all of these positive tests out of the way and have enough time for the players to get healthy and ready to go for the season. And you know what? I'm the idiot because the plan is looking pretty smart right now. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's looking pretty good. There are obviously some positive tests here or there, but there's a, there's a bit of a lack of transparency, which we'll get to later. But as a whole, it seems pretty safe. And I'm, I'm confident. You said fool me once, you know, not, not twice. Not yeah, twice. They're, they're, they're no, proving no, you no, wrong no, here. No, no. Now, let me tell you, Ari, the one thing that could ruin a bubble, girls. Girls could yeah. ruin the bubble. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of commitment before any girls will probably come to the bubble in a few weeks after the playoffs start. So it's just a, it's just a guy trip right now. But recently we saw um, an Instagram model, uh, model Anna Maya, uh, tweet out that the bubble is going to end real quick because people have already invited her. So my question to you is, is the bubble going to break because of a girl? Tell me the bubble won't break because of a girl. Listen, it's very possible. Stephen A. Smith had a great rant on this about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. Um, But while she said that, and it's so believable, if you take a look at her Twitter page, you look at her pinned tweet talking about how big her ass is, immediately her credibility is questioned. When you pin a tweet of you taking a video of yourself talking about how big your ass is, credibility out the window. So... Yeah, but guess Very, who, you know, guess guess who likes those videos? Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell, only NBA player to follow Anna Maya. Not doing himself any favors here, that's for sure. I think we have to call the hotline. Yeah, we might. A call to the hotline will have to be made. What do you think of the hotline? The hotline's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but you know what? At the end of the day, it's not. It's not the worst thing in the world. Like, at from who, our perspective, we want the season to finish. The hotline yeah. could be necessary, you know, like the, the players. Who's manning the hotline? Is it an intern into caucus? Yeah, I don't know. Is it Chris Paul answering the hotline, the head of the, what is he, like the president of the Players Association or something? Who, yeah. who is manning the hotline? And how do you get that job? I want that job. You know, like, was, was, did I miss the application deadline? Is it a red phone that like, is, that go, like rings up, lights up, like, like, yeah. like something going on and, in the town? I mean, it's obviously anonymous, but like, Who's Manning is an NBA player? Is there voice recognition there? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the number to leak on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I, I, that number will come out. There's gonna be something. I mean, between uh between Shams and Woj, although Woj not right now. Yeah. Um, and this he's NBA bubble, NBA bubble Twitter guy who no one knows his identity, but he's like had literally gained like a hundred thousand followers and. He seems to have an inside source there, so I don't know. I mean, he's doing a great job providing people with uh, some entertainment and an insider's look into the bubble. Now, so we talked about the logistics on that. From a pure basketball standpoint, there's been a few things that have happened in the you know last couple of days, whether it's been free agent signings or injuries. Um, first things first, Rajon Rondo, his broken wrist, he's out. They're already missing Avery Bradley. Is this a big loss? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Rajon Rondo by himself, I really don't think is a is a big loss. Anyone who's watched Lakers game consistently, I mean, the guy doesn't really put any effort 
in on defense anymore. He's really in name. Having said that, come playoff time, he has the experience. Um, but when it, on top of the loss of Avery Bradley, it becomes big just because, you know, now, now you're down two ball handlers. Um, having said that, it opens up room for Alex Caruso, who, who is a great role player, who gives it all on the defensive end. Um, so it's important, but also, you know what? It's a, it's a maybe five or six to eight week injury. So re he really could be back by late first round or early second round. And he can give his 15 minutes a game. He was playing too much anyways before the stop. Yeah. He was looking jacked, though. You saw those yeah, videos? He, oh, a, yeah. He was looking big. Listen, if LeBron they get in, has if, his leg is ready to go. Listen, if they get into a fight, though, he's coming in with a cast. Like, they're, you know, like, Rondo yeah. doesn't shy away from a fight. I mean, well, the question becomes, is he allowed to sit there or does he have to go home? I don't well, know. I what think the... he needed to leave the bubble to get surgery. I assume he's going to rehab, and then he'll probably come back to the bubble, you know, two weeks before he'll be ready to go. So he does the quarantine in the bubble and all that stuff. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure what Rondo's point of view is on the bubble, and I haven't heard that much from him. Um, but maybe he doesn't come back. I mean, there's well, maybe he's just Rondo like, did this. tweet when he got there. He was like. He, yeah, I mean, he tweeted a picture of his room, and he was like, it looks like a Motel oh, yeah, this, 6. Right. I don't know. Like, the room didn't look so bad. It was like a king-size bed, a nice TV. There was some room right. for activities. I, I think we need to talk about that for a sec. I mean, it was maybe 24 to 48 hours of getting to Orlando, and guys are tweeting out, you know, solid rooms. The food wasn't great, but that was a whole different story. But they're tweeting out rooms like these guys. I mean, come on. I mean, they knew what they were getting into. You're going there to play the playoffs, yet you're tweeting out, like, and, you know, it's the Grand Floridian. It's not a bad hotel. It's fine. It's fine. I don't Listen, know. It's not, it's not your uh, $10 million L.A. mansion, obviously, but, you know, it's not a Motel 6. Don't – it's not yeah. a Motel 6. It's no, not a holiday. That's a, bad, that, that's a bad look for them. I it is a bad say. look. It is a bad look, especially in these unprecedented times. It's not, a, it's not where you want to be. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, back to the Rondo injury for a second, yeah. I think, listen, it does hurt to not have that ball handler, um, to back up LeBron, but at the end of the day, in, in important playoff games, when it's close, LeBron is playing 40 to 45 minutes, you know, they're, and LeBron, yeah. you know, and, and he's when he's, point and, anywhere. yeah, and when he's not in, they're going to throw the ball in the post to AD, who is a solid passer out of the post. And, you know, so I, I don't. I don't know. It could be helpful to actually have more spacing on the floor. And, That's what I'd say. You know, I'd like, say in crunch time, I don't know. If, I mean, Rondo would not be playing crunch time anyway. No, I think no. it would probably be Caruso or JR, depending on how JR uh, comes to the bubble. Uh, Danny Green, LeBron, AD, and Listen, I think I think if they were fully healthy, their crunch time would be Bradley, Caruso, LeBron, Danny Green and AD mm -hmm. with LeBron at the four, technically, right? Like that's probably their their yeah. crunch time minutes. So they lose Bradley and, from there. Rondo's not not sniffing crunch time, I don't think. No, and, and LeBron, especially in these games, is not is not is walking the ball up the court. Like he's not he's not playing yeah. the four. He's playing he's playing the ball. He's playing the point forward. LeBron is playing so, is literally just playing chess, just trying to control the game, control the tempo. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think. I think it's definitely not good. It's definitely not good for them, but I don't think it's make or break. I think the Avery Bradley loss is significantly, significantly bigger. 
and this on top of that is why it's sort of important, but I don't think it's going to make or break their chances. I'll say I agree with that. Uh, obviously, we just we just spoke on that. I think the only thing that it could hurt is depth, and if someone gets corona, just having one less guy, I'm not sure what substitution player they're going to sign, if, if anyone, but just having depth right now is important because you just don't know who's going to go out at any moment. Absolutely. Um, but you know so what? He's, gonna, he's also, he, he's also going to be back, which is – you know, six to eight weeks, it's a long time, but they're not starting games for two weeks. Then they have eight, whatever, seeding games before the playoffs even start. So, yeah, they're not going to lose in the first round. He'll be back. Um, I think all in all, it's not the biggest deal in the world. I wrote an article about yeah. it on the Couch Talk website the other day. Check it out. So, besides from Rondo, another big free agent acquisition was uh, the net signing, Jamal Crawford. They're bringing the legend, six-man, maybe possibly one of the best – I mean – best six man of all time yeah, back, back to the bubble um they had signed him and michael beasley and lance thomas michael beasley got corona so he is done but by the way can we, can we just run through michael beasley real quick first of all the no notorious he's your favorite player's favorite player that's that's michael beasley you know yeah. he once said that he's the left-handed mellow um the dude is signed for eight games basically and he is suspended for the first five for yeah. a drug test. And then he gets tested positive for corona. I mean, like, like you can't draw it up worse for the guy. And also, yeah. like, the Nets signed him knowing that he would be suspended for the first five games. Like, is that – you're a Nets fan. Well, Where, think, where's the logic I mean, there? So I think I think what this is, and I, I, I'm Sean Marks, their GM, spoke on it. He said that Kevin Durant had no – their best their best buds. Their best him buds. and Durant are really are, are great friends. Um, and they said that he had no influence on the signing, but it looks like that Crawford and Beasley uh, could be on the bench next year, especially if they make a trade yeah. and they blow up some of their depth. Those will be like the, the ring hunters on the end of the bench. The thing is, I'm not going to lie to you, a couple nights ago, I, I turned on the Michael Beasley highlights. I was getting a little no, excited. He, no, I like him. I, I do like him. He, he, he's fun. He was on the Lakers last year. I, I watched a lot of Lakers games, and like, he definitely is fun to watch. There's no doubt about it. The Nets, were, um, the Nets were about to be a pickup squad. There's, yeah, and, and he, he's, a, he's a lock to, like, I don't care if it's the second game of the season or the second game of the finals. Like, he'll come out with, like, his jersey on backwards or he'll forget yeah. that his warm-up pants are just, like, fun shit like that that just, you know, you're like, oh, Michael Beasley, you got to love this guy. And, and he may have gone for, like, I would not be surprised. I wouldn't have been surprised if he came out and put up 40 in, no. in one of those games. 100%. If he's getting 30 minutes a game, like – if he's getting, he doesn't. He's gonna put up fifteen to twenty shots. That's yeah. Like, that's what he Especially does. Especially this Nets team. Yeah, that's what. Um, but I think the bigger thing, and the and what I'm excited about is Crawford coming back. And I think wherever mm -hmm. he's gone, he's always been a microwave. He's he's an exciting player. Handles are off the charts. He's really just fun to watch. And in this bubble situation, especially for the Nets, who have already lost Kyrie and KD, so it's it's a it's a ray of hope. It's something that you can yeah, watch, tune in for. I was yeah. losing it. Even just beyond beyond basketball, he, he seems like he's a great guy. It's nice to see him yeah. get another shot at the league. It's kind of like an audition, too. You know, if he comes and plays well, he could be that that guy on the bench for the Nets last year, next year. Um, and, you know, like even last year, he could still play. He, he can definitely still play. So it's definitely exciting, excited, exciting to see him get another shot here. Um, yeah. Another interesting signing is Joakim Noah for the Clippers, which happened a little while yeah. ago. Um, I don't know if I see him making any real impact. I mean, impact, he does add size, which is what they're missing. 
but it just gives them, you know, between him and Marcus Morris, they have two guys who are just a lock to like bang their chest, scream oh, yeah. and take four stupid fouls a game. And yeah. then like, and then come out later and be like, yeah, we locked up LeBron. Um, if it, uh, he, there, he is mark it down right now. He is a, uh, He's a lock for a hard – yeah, he's a, he's a hard foul on LeBron. That's, that's yeah. like opening like, night. The Clippers, now have, the Clippers now have three of the biggest, like, this fucking guy again, guys yeah. between um, Beverly. Beverly, Marcus Morris, and Joakim Noah. Just, like, so loud chest bangers. Um, not saying it's a bad thing. They just have three of them. I don't think – I mean, obviously, we play in a different time than, than in the 90s, 80s, whatever. But – uh. I think he's our our generation's Bill Lambier. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, is that kind I of mean, close? He, yeah, he was he was pretty good back in the day for the Bulls too. He was very yeah. good. great defensive player. Yeah, um, good yeah. Passer. I really mean, good he'll passer. he'll he'll clothesline someone, no second thought about it. Um, and that's what, and I think that's what I mean. We, I think that's what's so interesting and intriguing about this bubble is that you're not going back to the boss and going, you know, getting on a plane and going somewhere else. You're not going back to your own house. You're going back to a common ground area. And so it'll be yeah. interesting to see if something happens in these games, if it translates and it comes back to the hotel with them. Yeah. Or if they separate. I mean, I think that's also something to watch for, too. For sure. Also, I think, I forget who was saying this the other day, but the other thing about the bubble is it's going to be a real, te- like, mental test because – you know, usually these guys, if they miss a big shot or have a bad turnover that loses a game for their team, you know, they can go home to their families, decompress a little bit. But yeah. now they're just going to their hotel room, you know? Like, there's not – it's, it's hard to get away from from everything, which I'm sure, you know, I don't have much experience as a professional athlete, but uh, but I'm sure it's, impo- it's important to get away from, from the game for even just a little bit at night. Um, yeah, so they'll go back. They'll play, they'll play some COD. Yeah, I'm they'll sure. That, I'm, I'm sure bit. all these guys have uh, whatever uh, recreational uh, things they might need yeah. to, uh, to to deal with. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. So then, uh, and now it's not been a signing, but uh, this was just as of today, a few hours ago. Zion left the bubble to deal with an urgent family matter, um, and there's a protocol for when he returns. He has to have a couple negative tests in a row. Um, and I believe quarantine for uh, six days, six to seven days. Um, and so when, depending on when he returns, they're going to be missing him in, some, in a pretty big stretch of games that they need. Yeah, I mean, before we, before we even get to what it means for the Pelicans, I mean, Adam Silver must be punching walls right now. Yeah. He's like, I literally created this whole format to get Zion in. You yeah. know he's leaving. Let's now he's leaving. It's the unspoken thing. They created this twenty-two team thing because they wanted Zion in, and they couldn't. They couldn't really say like, yeah, the Pelicans are the cutoff here because the Blazers are right there and so and so. So now Zion's leaving. He's probably like, God damn it! Could have just had six. This is this is really big for the Colin Coward show. You yeah, know, he was a big proponent of the this is for Zion, and now he probably has another week of inf- of material. Yeah. Zion gone. Um, about for the Pelicans, though, I mean, it's huge. He was he he's obviously a stud. He was what was it? I think he lost like 15 pounds of fat and gained yeah, like 20 great. pounds of muscle really or something. He looked like a beast. He's the most exciting player in sports, probably because he can. I mean, you don't know if he's gonna jump through the roof, if he's gonna like break a shoe, 
hurt his knee. You just yeah. don't know what's going to happen on any given play. Um, I think also, I mean, it's just it's a it's tough for the Pelicans because they were counting on this, whether they were going to make a playoff run or not. They were counting on this time to kind of see how their team meshes. You know, they're still in in the rebuilding phase. Um, they have to sign Ingram, or they have to decide if they want to sign Ingram, um, and they want to see how their team works. And so it, Zion already missed a bunch of games this season, and so if he doesn't come back until later. It could be hard. I mean, this is an important time for him and the organization to kind of evaluate what they have. Yeah, it's tough. And it also would have been really fun for them to kind of – I mean, they're, they're still going to get him. I mean, who knows how, how long he'll be well, gone Well, I just don't know when – yeah, well, that's – He, can be, gone for, he can be gone for two days or a week. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, these are important games, even if they don't make it, to see how this team performs in, in big playoff moments. Um, yeah, it's it would have been fun. I'm sure I'm sure he'll be able to get most games, and hopefully, I, I imagine that uh, getting back to the bubble as quickly as possible is a big priority for him. So. I mean, I also we don't really know what's going on in the bubble. We know that there's daily testing. We know that um, you know how long they have to be quarantined before they can you know come out of their rooms and enter the bubble. Um, but there hasn't been a lot of transparency uh, going on not. between the fans and and the league. And there's been certain stars who have come late to the bubble because of HIPAA rules. You can't say who has corona, who doesn't. Um, so it's just kind of been a, a blurred line here. And you just don't know if some rules may be pushed aside based on the, the player um, quarantining. I don't know, maybe if, if they want Zion back in action, maybe, maybe it's one less day. We have no idea. They can yeah. always make something up. Um, but I think it's been a real problem. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a problem, and it's just it's just weird. I mean, obviously there are rules in place, so so players basically have to give, they have to allow for them to be identified as, as having coronavirus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th there is a lack of transparency, which is weird. But you know what? This whole time is weird, and as long as it's still going, you know, as long as we get basketball on July thirty first, then like whatever, you know, I I think. I think the NBA, you know, if if every superstar, if the top 20 players in the league tested positive a week ago, the NBA would be thrilled. You know, that yeah. means that they that that means that it would flow seamlessly, basically, because they would get their negative tests in hopefully two weeks and then they'd be good to go. Um, the lack of transparency is not good, but what are you going to do? I just hope that, you know, when it comes time for these games to start, you know, you, you turn on the game, it's Clippers, Lakers, and, and Kawhi doesn't come out. And you're yeah. sitting there as Kawhi. Well, that might happen Kawhi. anyways. Mr. Uh, Mr. 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 Load, uh, load management over Yeah, load here. management. But, um, you know, that's the kind of thing you just don't want to – you're just hoping that um, as the games start to be played, you know, from a betting perspective, one, that's another thing that well, you have to worry about. Complete. And, and the NBA, out of any league, is the most invested in, in betting, right? Like, they yeah. – uh, and I'm listen. I'm sure that once, you know, once the games are starting, they're going to have to say who's in and who's out. They might not give a reason, you yeah. know. I think, but uh, but they're going to have to say who's in or out for betting, um, for lines and stuff. But as a better, you yeah. have to kind of be monitoring the situation up until the tip. Yeah, I mean, it would definitely be interesting, and uh, you know, this is going to be. Uh, you know, an interesting couple of weeks here as it gets going and we can kind of see what kind of play is going to be like, right? I think that's, 
another another thing that we don't know that's another part of the unknown is what are, what kind of bass were we going to see i don't know if you watched yeah. the pbt tournament last week couple weeks ago or for the last couple weeks um you know it wasn't that weird to watch on espn but there's also not that many fans there in the first place so i don't yeah and that's another but i mean it kind of gave me hope you know it you know players were still playing really hard players were still you know complaining to refs about calls um I think I think as a fan, I, I don't know if it's going to be like that different. I think they'll probably pump the the fake noise, and I really really hope that the the NBA allows for us to get a little bit more access into what yeah. what is going on in the court. I really think that would be awesome, um, even if they have to have like separate viewings for like a family friendly version or something. I don't know. ESPN I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know what maybe. I don't know. There's probably a way that the NBA could get you to pay two dollars or five dollars to watch like a rated R version. I would pay yeah. five dollars to watch. Uh, I would too. The trash dog in the court. I don't know what it is. I just really hope that there's some of that involved. That would be really cool. So I guess my question to you is: uh, There's this whole narrative that there's going to be an asterisk after this, and and players have been asked about it. People have had differing opinions on it. What is your take on, on the Ostrich championship? I mean, I personally don't think that there's an asterisk. I think that for the top teams, it's only made it more difficult, honestly. Um, and I think that, listen, you can go back through any, through most championships in the last 10, 20 years. And if it fits your narrative, you could put some type of asterisk on it. You know, last year, Kawhi, Kawhi and the Raptors won, but Clay and Durant got hurt, you know? Um, in in 2016, Draymond had that uh, suspension. In 2015, Kyrie and Love were out. You know, people basically attach an asterisk to the 2013 finals because Ray Allen hit a big shot. You know, yeah. like, people are like, oh, LeBron shouldn't have won because Ray Allen hit a big shot. That's basketball, you know? Like, I don't know. I just think that everyone's dealing with the same circumstances here. Um, so, I don't see Yeah, I mean, let me... Let me let me just tell you, I really hate the word asterisk. I can barely pronounce it. Yeah, so it's annoying. I, it's annoying. I, it's a, it's an annoying word. I can't keep saying it. Yeah, I, no, every say, time I say, say asterisk, aster 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 ten times fast. <laughs> I can't. I, I mean, I'm not I, even a joke. I already, I'm already saying it. I'm just like sick and tired of having that conversation, asterisk, and then people are asking me about the uh, how I pronounce asterisk. I can't even talk about the conversation yeah. because we're talking about the asterisk, the word itself. I'm just maybe I'll just do an A. It's easier to type the the um the symbol out i think yeah, another thing sure. that that comes with this is um lebron i mean i haven't heard from lebron since he got to orlando i think he's posted maybe once or twice on twitter and i i know he's famous for the zero dark 30 going off but there has not been one there's been videos of the lakers in the hallway at the hotel room jr's gone on instagram a couple of times instagram live i haven't seen lebron i have no idea where lebron is i don't know what room he's staying in maybe he has a whole hotel to himself i don't know yeah, I mean, I would, first of all, I don't know if you saw this, but C.J. McCollum the other day posted a picture. Uh, he decorated Dame's um, hotel room for his 30th birthday, and you could see it says presidential suite. Uh, so the superstars are getting superstar treatment. Yeah. Love to see it, which can only begin to paint the picture of what LeBron's room might look like. He must have, like, the whole top floor. A floor, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think if you're, if you're a Lakers fan, a LeBron fan, um, I think that's what you, you want to see LeBron not being on social media because when he's done that in the past, it only means one thing, and it means playoff LeBron is ready to go. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I think I don't. It's nothing new. We've seen it before. Um, plus, a lot of LeBron's social media stuff is like with his family and of him in the gym, anyways. And he's not, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess my question to you is, I mean, do you think this is if LeBron wins, right? Because there's a lot more at stake here for LeBron than I think any other superstar. You know, he's already has a losing record in the finals. Um, he really wants this one. I mean, he wants everyone, but this is important he for needs him it, too. Yeah. And it's been it's been clear from the beginning. Is this something that can, if he wins, can boost his resume significantly in the Jordan debate? I think so because four finals is four finals, and it's also, you know, if LeBron doesn't win here, if if the Lakers don't win here, then LeBron's window to get to six might close. You know, like yeah. if they win here, there's still a chance that that he could get two more, whether you know, with AD being there and if they can put together a good team and he still plays at a high level, they can still get two more. But if they don't win here, I think that window really closes. So, yeah, I don't he's know. It's, three and, he's three and six he's in the final? He's three and six. I mean, listen, three and seven is not – It's just it just keeps getting worse. I mean, and, yeah, I, for and, sure. the, and the argument's tough, and I know it's – and we've had this conversation. Is, you know, clearly – there's something special in getting to that many finals. But since this all went down, it's been clear that we need the playoffs back just for the sole purpose of getting LeBron another opportunity to get a ring. Yeah. We're all rooting for him to try to even get close to six. And, and without this, I think you're right, that window probably, you know, there's an inch left of room. I, yeah. I don't think he's going to get there. Um, but I don't know. I think uh... – I don't know. I think I think in a situation like this where mental fortitude is going to be so important and keeping your eye on the prize, I think having LeBron in your corner is is a really a situation like this. I think is really huge to have a guy like him in your corner. Obviously, in any situation because he's so good, but just in terms of keeping the team focused, I think he's probably the number one guy for that right now. Definitely. So when we get back, we will look into. The way too early line predictions for the first two first two nights uh, um, of the NBA playoff or regular season continuation, and then we'll get into a draft for most likely to ruin the bubble. That should be interesting. Yeah. So the NBA returns Thursday, July thirtieth, uh, on TNT. First game being Utah versus New Orleans. Uh, the line there is Utah is minus one and a half. What are you thinking on that one? I mean, first of all, we'll see how Utah's uh, chemistry is between Gobert and Mitchell. It's been a yeah. been a tumultuous couple of months there. But, uh, I mean, it's really hard to predict, especially with the lack of transparency we were talking about, plus Zion just left. Who knows if he'll be back? Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with the uh, – I'm going to go with, with the Jazz here. Um, yeah. I mean, they lost Bogdanovich, but they're a really, really good team. Um, I'm taking Jazz minus one and a half. I'll piggyback off of what you were saying. And, and uh, they have some real issues. And they might throw them under the rug. Um, Donovan Mitchell didn't comment on the incident for months until they just started back and he addressed it once mm-hmm. and for all. I don't know. I don't want to say that he'll demand a trade. But I wouldn't, be see- I wouldn't be surprised to see Gobert playing for a different team next year. I agree. I think, listen, I think Mitchell is incredibly mature and professional. 
Yeah. Gobert seems like a little bit childish. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I find myself taking Mitchell's side here. No, um, I do too. But I think that I think that Mitchell is too much of a professional to let that leak into into team chemistry and play. You know, so I you know, I still Yeah, think, I don't think I don't I don't think it will affect what happens in Orlando. I think winning is, is the first priority. But after this is all over and they actually have time, the, the organization at least has time to sit down, yeah. probably get both their sides. I mean, he could be gone. I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. was, that's a mistake. All right. So after that, uh, we have that doubleheader on Thursday. So the next game being what everyone really wants to see, the Clippers versus the Lakers at 9, 9 p.m. TNT. The Clippers right now are minus one and a half. Yeah. And you know what they say? Always bet with your heart. Um, yep. I'm going. Uh, I'm going Lakers. Lakers here. I'm probably going to hammer the money line. Hammer. Yeah. Um, yeah. If be, I see if be. I see a Lakers plus money line, I take it. That's just that's how it how it goes. So. Well, it'll be interesting too um, with the Lakers. They're pretty. They're pretty solidified in their spot. I wonder how much how many games LeBron wants to play. And obviously, they have a plan in place. Um, yeah for minutes and everything like that. And I think he will obviously play game one versus the Clippers. Um, but after that, I really don't know what Yeah, the, the Lakers also have the one seed locked up, and it's yeah. not like home court really matters. So they're probably going to do some some testing to see which lineups work, yeah. you know, who's going to play more waiters or JR, all that stuff. So we'll see. That's a good after, point. After a couple of games, LeBron might just sit or just play the first quarter, yeah, second quarter. Know. Maybe 25 a, a game or something. Yeah. So uh, Friday, July 31st is when a couple more games come into action. That's when you can really sit on your couch all day. One of them being Portland versus Memphis, which is the fighting for the eighth spot. Portland, Dame versus Jaw. Portland is one and a half right now, minus one and a half. That should be a fun one. Yeah, I'm probably taking Portland there. They, are, they're getting Nurkic back, aren't they? Uh, are at they? At some point. Yeah. I think at some point um, they're expecting it back. He's practicing. I don't know we spoke about this a while ago. I mean, they have they have two guys in Dame and and McCollum who, in an eight game stretch, can just become scorching hot. Um, yeah, I, I like their experience here in big time games, and I think that I don't know. I think Dame has that mindset where he's ready to go. And I think, uh, but it definitely should be interesting. Uh, to watch how Jaw comes back from the layoff. Everyone for sure. This is new for everyone. But especially for a rookie, I have no idea how that will affect him. Yeah, and, and the Grizzlies are a team who, like, all year, no one's really paid attention to them. But they just, like, have just hung around all year. They're still in the eighth spot. So it wouldn't surprise me. I probably wouldn't touch that game, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, if I had to, I would, go, I would go Portland. Portland. So the next game, we'll go to the East now. Bucks versus Celtics could be a uh, conference finals preview. We have the Bucks minus five and a half. Seems seems like a lot, given that everything else has kind of been sitting around the one and a half. Yeah, that is a lot. Um, Celtics are, are a really good defensive team. Kemba, Kemba's knee is still causing some problems, which is weird and probably really frightening yeah. for the Celtics as a whole, considering they just gave him like a four or five year deal. Um, so I think this game is going to go one of two ways. I think that the Bucks are either going to blow them out or the Celtics are going to win a close one. Um, either way, I think that 
it's either going to be going to um, warrant a lot of the belief in the Celtics, or it's going to just be like people are going to be like Bucks are coming out of the East. I think, but hundred uh, percent. I'll take I'll take Celtics plus five and a half here. T- Jason Tatum's my boy. That's your guy. Uh, I like that pick as well. I think uh, there's been such a layoff between our last, you know, the last NBA game in March. Sports sports talk shows on uh, I guess that game's on on uh, Friday. I guess sports shows on on Saturday will just be, or I guess Monday will be ridiculous. Yeah, we're, the, the narratives will be drawn very quickly. Oh yeah. So I could definitely see the uh, oh Giannis is not built for this. You know, if the if the Celtics win, vice versa. If Kemba is not playing yeah. or he's hurt a little bit. And speaking no, no. of immediate narratives, that brings us to Rockets versus Mavericks, which the same thing is going to happen. Um, yep. That's the that's the fun thing about all these games is they're all teams who could or are in the could be or are in the playoffs. Yeah. So every game has those like wow, like they just beat this team that you know like yeah. Um, so yeah, and, and Rockets versus Mavericks, Rockets minus one and a half. I mean. I don't even know what to expect. And and then again, we don't know what Harden's deal is or yeah. Westbrook. I mean, right now, if I'm betting, I'm going Mavericks money line. I feel like people like have that. forgotten that uh, Doncic is averaging 29-7-7 seven and seven, mm-hmm. and the fact that the Rockets don't have a center. Um, P.J. Tucker, baby. P.J. Tucker, my guy. Met him, on, met him on vacation earlier this year. He's a great guy. Oh, that's um, good to know. I'll yeah, so you know what? I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take my guy PJ. He's my boy. Oh, there it is. There it is. Meet him on vacation. Bet with the heart. Bet with the heart always. Uh, I didn't meet PJ Tucker on vacation, therefore I'm gonna go with the Mavericks on that yeah. one. Um, and I'm going back to what you said. It is gonna be really fun. I mean, this, at this point in the NBA season, teams are starting to sit out, sit guys out. It's you know, it's a little bit of a drag before the playoffs start usually, um, and sometimes we see just some god-awful games. We see teams tanking. It's a mess. But right now, everyone has something to play for, given and maybe not the Wizards or the Suns and maybe the Spurs. But for the most part, you're going to see some really, really fun games. So yeah, absolutely, I think from a betting perspective, it might be difficult. For sure. And also, you you know, like we said, the lack of transparency with a team like the Lakers, we don't know if they're going to be running out their full lineup for, the whole, for the, every game. Um, betting in this in these seeding games could be tough, but uh, but we will be doing it nonetheless because that's what we do. Day day one and two could get ugly, and uh, yes. But but if you have a if you have a hunch, you're gonna get the best line on on these first two days. Yeah, like the minus. I mean, you're not gonna. These lines are so close together. You you wouldn't see that if it was if it was normal. You know, regular season. Definitely. Um, yeah. And you might not see that come you know the next week in, in games three through through eight so these are the times to take advantage of it i'd say if you want to bet with your heart or bet with some random stat that you were given go with it because yeah, just go, you may just not go get the opportunity it. just go yeah. with the gut on day one i love that all right so that wraps up the way too early live predictions and we'll see where that goes um but we'll we'll wrap this up by you know doing a full circle here we talked about if the nba was going to finish it and if it didn't, who would ruin it? So now we will have a draft on the people most likely to ruin the bubble. Uh, do you want to go first? Or should I go first? What do you want to do here? You take the first pick here. Okay. Start us off. So with, with my first you, pick, yeah. I'm going to go Brian Windhorst. 
Windy. I'm windy. Going windy here. Not a big player, boy. but a media member. Yeah, big all right. boy. With all this time off, it's been tough. Everyone has kind of that fair play to get with players. I know some of the insiders are a little frustrated because they can't really get that close proximity with their guys. So I think Wendy's going to make it a make an attempt to get his LeBron scoop. And in doing so, he will not be following the six-feet protocol. It's going to break. LeBron's going to have to quarantine. Chaos will ensue. We're going to, you know, maybe LeBron comes back before he should have. Maybe he has to sit. Games are going to suck. Windy ruins the bubble. Yeah, we're, someone's just going to – we're going to see a video on Twitter of Windy just scaling the Sneak hotel, trying yeah. to get up to the presidential suite into LeBron's room. Um, yeah, you know, I like that pick. Number two, I'm going to come back to uh, our friend who we were just talking about, Rudy Gobert. I mean, he's the easy pick, not very original. But, you know, past behavior, remember his whole thing with the touching the mics and then the ultimate look bad of uh, becoming the first coronavirus guy. And then he recently came out saying that anyone who uses the hotline is a snitch. Like, Rudy, just know when to shut up. Yeah. Just, just, you know, you were the guy touching the mics. You were literally case one in the NBA. Just don't say anything. Just shut up. Um, Hot, hot Hot take? Is Rudy Gobert a hero? He's Rudy Gobert a hero. I mean, if he doesn't get that shut down, I mean, we don't know what happens. I don't know. I don't know if they play a couple more games, yeah, maybe I mean, a couple more cases. I mean, yeah, maybe if he wasn't such an such an asshole about it, uh, then maybe. But uh, tumultuous times there. down there in Utah. Yeah. So that's a great pick. With my next pick, I'm going to go with Lavar Ball, another non-player for me. Uh, after a rough first game in the bubble, I think Lavar is going to try to get get into the campus. Uh, after a tough game from Lonzo, LeVar's going to try to get on to the campus, give him his new Zoe 3s, new and improved. And then uh, while he's there, I think he, uh, he put together a little PowerPoint presentation for LaMelo. Might drop it off at some GM's rooms, maybe a little ding-dong yeah, ditch. I mean, drop, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this much. LeVar is not wearing a mask. That does not no, fit no. his MO. Or, or he has big baller brand mask. Yeah. The best mask. It's either one or the other. It's one I or don't the know other. Side. You're right. It's, he could have. He he'd be the guy who like has a, a a big baller brand mask, but like doesn't wear it covering his mouth. He needs to project. Yeah. He needs yeah. to project it. What it's he's saying. Whole cut, he's and you know he's a you know he's a spitter. Like he's yeah. a he's he's a wild talker. Um. All right. With pick four, I'm kind of cheating here a little bit, but I'm gonna go with Ben Simmons or Devin Booker. Maybe okay. Devin Booker is more so because the set Sixers are actually going to be in the playoffs, but um, I can see them just ruthlessly hitting up Kendall Jenner. Um, and then, you know, it'll be interesting to see in this, uh, in this hypothetical where, who Kendall Jenner chooses to go to. You know, where does her uh, loyalty lie? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, after a couple games, Booker might just say, you know, fuck this. Uh, call yeah. it Kendall and bring her in. COVID, COVID for Kendall. You know, COVID for uh, Kendall. I COVID love that. for Kendall, yeah. We can get we'll that campaign going. Like, yeah. Uh, all right. So that, that wraps up the draft. We'll see uh, if any of those people ruin it. Uh, that'd be something if they did. But, you know, for the next two weeks, we'll, uh, we'll follow your method. And we'll just, you know, follow Blind Hope. Blind and, Hope. Uh, that's, and listen, we'll see where this takes us. If you don't know what to do, just go with Blind Hope. We'll be back next week. Uh, we got some exciting stuff in the works. Um, so, yeah, speak to you guys soon.